This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is already Thursday, October 7th, 2021. Pleasure to be with you uh, this fine Thursday night football eve. I'm looking forward to Thursday night football tonight. Rams in Seattle. We'll have that coming up. we got the Utes in Los Angeles to take on the USC Trojans. Um, I'm excited for this game. It's time for the Utah Utes to get back on the football field. It seems like an eternity uh, since they played that last game. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Jake has a huge update on his procreatorial activities. Huge. Huge. I'm proud of you, Jake. Why? I don't know. Let me think of a reason. Um, Anyway, I'll get back to you on that. Um, Jake has some updates on his uh, manhood that we'll talk about later in the show. By the way, did anybody, uh, anybody see the data breach at Twitch? Data. Woo. Twitch suffered a huge data leak that exposed their entire coding system. Coding. And how much each streamer makes. Oh. That has the potential to be ugly. Yeah. And speaking of ugly, let's talk Utah Jazz basketball. (laughs) Okay, so I'm probably being a little too dramatic about this, and I would encourage you to talk me off the ledge if I am. Jared Butler is the Jesus Christ of basketball. Yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah, man, we got to talk Jared Butler and the Jazz. I I said Jared Butler and the Jazz. Yeah, he's their new best player, the best player the Jazz have ever had. Um, you know. How about this guy, though? I mean, how about Jared Butler coming in, and if you really think about how he played and you think about what he's doing for this team, you really start to understand that he's a guy who now – and again, am I making too much of this? I feel like he's a vital player on this team because he's shown you he can be competent, albeit through two preseason games, and we got a long way to go, but he can be competent at the point guard position. He can truly be that number two, the backup to Mike Conley, so that water's wet and Mike Conley gets hurt when that happens because it's finna gonna happen. Uh-huh. When Mike Conley goes down... You feel like Jared Butler can slide right into that spot, Jake, and I think he can be a productive player for this Utah Jazz team. Yeah, I think he can definitely make a difference. I think he's more than than capable of playing. Um, you know, when this team is fully healthy and everybody's available, including Mike Conley, I think you know Jared Butler's coming off the bench for fifteen to twenty a night and and getting you you know ten to fifteen points. That's what I think. And I and and I think if Mike Conley's hurt, yeah, he'll take that spot and he'll he'll run with Don and the boys and. And I don't think that they'll miss too much of a beat. I think, you know, last night, you know, we saw a lot of individual scoring. We saw a great handle, real confident shooter. The question is, what is the chemistry like with Rudy? You know, what is the chemistry like with the guys who are actually going to be playing basketball when we're not playing four preseason games, you know? So that'll be the only thing that, that I'll look at is when he actually does get a chance to play with Rudy, you know, is there pick and roll happening is there you know is it just kind of him scoring like what does that look like you know that that'd be the only question that I have left but but I last night I, yeah just I mean I think it's fair to say that we were all pretty impressed because I I think 
He's patient. He understands, you know, how to read the defense. He understands where to go based on where the defense is and where the ball should be. So, you know, if you know that, you're more than capable of playing in the NBA. And and frankly, I'm glad to see that he knows he belongs in the NBA because I think so many times rookies are feeling like, well, I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself. I don't belong here yet. And and I don't think that's the case with Jared. I think he believes that he is, you know, a big-time player and, and he belongs here. And I think it shows, you know, when, when he's out there for sure. Yeah, and I, I think that there's a lot of storylines this, this preseason for the Jazz. He might be the biggest one now because of how well he's playing. And we talked about this the night he was drafted. This was a steal. He slid down the ranks. There were concerns about his medical. And the Jazz took full advantage of that. And I think he's shown you that he is calm. He is cool. He is composed. His jump shot is easy. His offense is easy. Will he be able to defend guys like, you know, Trey or guys like Luca or you know, whoever they, whoever is on the point for the opposition, when Mike Conley's not available, can Jared Butler defend them? I don't know. Trey Young is awfully difficult to defend for anybody. But my guess is, is that Jared Butler's going to be up to that task because I don't have any questions about his offense. His offense is smart. It's sharp. It's easy. It's natural. It's free-flowing. The chemistry with guys like Rudy, Rudy Gobert is going to create more space in the pick and roll for Jared. Like, He's not going to get the respect that he probably should, Jared, in the pick and roll. So that jumper is going to come to him pretty easy in the beginning. Like, I don't worry about that. My only question is, is there a, a defensive fall off when he's in the game? And so far, I, his tenacity, I think, will will allow him to overcome all of that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a willing defender, even as a young guy, you can you can compensate for not being a great defender. You know, guys run into trouble in the league early on when, you know, they're they're not a willing defender um, and, and they're just not putting in the effort. You know, they, they don't want to defend and they're not talented defensively. That's when you're going to run into trouble. And, and so, again, with Jared, like, I just think that, you know, the, the guy the guy is showing you what he's capable of. You know, it, it is a preseason. We, we have to stay measured. But, I, but, yeah, I mean, to say that you should be excited about him is an understatement. I think Jared is a guy that, they didn't miss on that was a that was a good pick that was somebody who can contribute and and I and I look around the other areas of the roster and I'm like hey there are a couple other guys that are you know that aren't exactly lighting the world on fire right now and so I think it's nice to be able to talk about uh, a guy in Jared Butler you know coming through and and delivering and and performing and you know crossing over Porzingis in the paint and and making some shots and doing some things it is nice to be able to say that the Utah Jazz have some depth coming off that bench, you know, and, and that I feel like we haven't always been able to say. So so we'll see. But, I, but yeah, I think Jared Butler is going is definitely going to be a contributor on a nightly basis for this team. Well, and I think they need him to be. I I, I think he has the talent and the potential to be the next Utah, great Utah Jazz man. I think he is, he is showing you why so many people were high on him coming out of Butler. He is showing you why... Um, you know, he is viewed as a guy that can be the next Mike Conley on this team, the guy to replace Mike Conley. And I don't think that's hype. I don't think we're going too far. I don't think uh, that's a reach. I think Jared Butler has been everything you wanted him to be. I wish I could say the same thing um, about Azabuki. I think he's a guy right now that's really struggling. And we've talked about this a lot on this show. And 
I just think he's not big enough to be a five and he's too plotting and he's not athletic enough to be a four. I I I think that there's a good chance Yudoka Azabuki does not stick with the Jazz long term. I I I don't see a role for him on this team mm-hmm. right now here today. You don't need three centers on this roster. You right. don't. Um you need wing guys. You need depth. This is not a center league. This is a wing league. And in in my opinion, I think Azabuki is going to have a tough time carving a spot for himself on this roster. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I, and I think when you are the last guy in the totem pole at that position, you're going to have a tough time, and I, and I think once once Hassan Whiteside got here, I think that was really sending the message that that it sends one of two messages. A, you know, hey, we, we just don't think that you're going to turn into something anytime soon, right? So we got to go and get another guy. Or B, hey, we, you know, we would like to move on from you. You know, we, we want to either trade you or just let you ride out your time here or whatever. So we're going to go and get another guy. But either way, they don't, they don't believe in him right now here today. So, so yeah, for, for Doak, I think that, or uh, for Azubuki, I think that it is, it is a situation where he has to get, he has to get better. There's no doubt about it. You have to get more athletic. You have to get better situationally. You you have to know where you are on the floor. You have you just have to execute better. I, I you know coming out of the summer league, what do we talk about? Well, hey, this guy's a real physical guy. This yeah. guy likes to bang. This guy likes to get after dudes. But, no, but what what did we see in summer league? Yeah. What did we see at Kansas out of Azabuki? We mm-hmm. saw a guy who dunks. Yeah. Right. Like, what did you see when Jared Butler was at Baylor? What did you see? You saw a, a guy lot. that could handle, who could shoot, who could score who was tenacious, who fought hard. And in big moments, too. Like, there was no doubt why Baylor won the, at the level that they won at. They, I mean, they achieved everything you wanted. And a lot of it was Jared Butler. And I think you you feel like he's a guy um, that, you know what, you, you're excited about. Are, are you really excited about Yudoka Azabuki? Because I'm not. And I know that, that the center position is a hot-button issue for the Utah Jazz, and when you you look at the failings of of Rudy Gobert and his inability to defend on the perimeter, um, you look at how much that came to the forefront uh, against the L.A. Clippers. Um, you can't have a big that's plotting and methodical defensively. And when Boban's hitting threes, yeah, um, you know, and when Willie Cauley Stein is dropping a mid range jumper undefended, yep, that's when you start saying to yourself, hey. Does he have a spot in this league? And I'm telling you that Doak's going to have to find a way to be more than a guy who simply dunks the basketball. It is that simple. Like, this is what we said about Trent Forrest. Yeah. Right? And Trent Forrest is is clearly an improved player. His jump shot looks better. But he's still not a guy that you can see getting 20 minutes a night on this team. If you look at the way he plays, he is is – reliant and dependent almost on his ability to break guys down, break the paint and get to the basket. That is how Trent Forrest will score the ball because he does not look like a wanting, confident three-point shooter to me. I think it was one of four last night. Mm -hmm. And the one that went in was a nice bounce. Good rotation. That shot looked good. Yeah. Hey, that's all well and good. But what I'm telling you right now is that he's going to struggle to play regular minutes on this team. And all of these guys, like everybody was raging about Elijah Hughes, they're all going to struggle to play minutes on this team. And the thing that scares me so much is that what everybody jokes about with the with the Lakers. Oh, they went to the old folks' home to sign their free agents. 
Well, what did you do if you're the Jazz? Because Rudy Gay's already hurt with surgery. He's going to be out a, a, an extended amount of time with this heel situation. Yep. I mean, you're you're relying on these veterans to come through and play well. You're reliant. There is no doubt now that Hassan Whiteside, every minute and every bounce of the basketball that we watch Doak take, it is without question Hassan Whiteside is a pivotal player on this team. His depth and athletic ability to guard bigs on the perimeter is going to be critical. And I I say that because there's nobody behind him that's going to impact this roster. I just yeah. I don't see any of these and I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see any of these young guys breaking 10 12 minutes a night. I yeah, just don't. Yeah, I, I think outside of Jared Butler, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, the the rest of the young guys will. And 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 that's typically how it goes in sports. You know, you don't have it, it it's highly unusual that all your young guys would really come along really quickly and you'd have to actually decide who's going to get minutes or not. You know, most of the time it's one guy improves and and gets to where you need him to be and he takes a lion's share of the coming off the bench minutes. And and I think that's the situation you're in. And, and I think that Jared Butler uh, is fortunate to have gone to Baylor, played big time college basketball, yeah. developed his skill set. And, and, I, and I think that you're seeing because of that, you're seeing that's how he's able to get ahead of these guys because, you know, you you put in work at the college level, you get drafted, you put in work all summer long, and now all of a sudden you got a lot of confidence because that's all he really needs, right? He came into the league, he had a good handle, he's got a reliable jump shot, he's got good sense and feel for the game. Now it's just about confidence. Do I belong on this court? Can I hang with these guys? And now he's got that. And, and so when you have that, you're going to make plays and you're going to play great basketball, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, and I also think that this is this is the curve in the NBA. So take put Yudoka Azubuki next to Jared Butler. Mm-hmm. So Doke has been here a couple of seasons now. Jared Butler's a rookie. He played, you know, obviously Doke played a ton more in the summer. Yep. But you saw what you saw out of, of Butler in the tournament. You draft him. You play, he's playing now regularly, and he looks fantastic. But you look at a guy like Azubuki. Azubuki in the summer was a one-trick pony. He played decent defense, and he dunked the basketball. And we were telling you in the summer, the same thing I'm going to tell you now, that's not a recipe or a skill set in the NBA. It's cool you can dunk the ball. So can everybody else. John Collins dunked a ball last night. Huh. Everybody in this league can dunk. Everybody, But your guy, Steph Curry. Yeah. Everybody Steph. in this league, except Steph Curry, can dunk. So... That's not impressive to me. What I'm telling you is Yudoka Azubuki's not developing. He's not a guy, and this is becoming a pattern now, and, and I'm not trying to be doomsday guy, but again, I'll bring up Rudy Gobert's limitations. Yeah, I know what time it is. Let's go, baby. Let's talk some Rudy <laughs> Gobert. Because, <laughs> because uh. if you look at, at their limitations, they are very similar. They do a couple of things well. They bang bodies, right? And you look at it the way Doak and, and Rudy play. They're great on top to set picks. They're going to roll around, create space, but you can't give them the ball because neither one of them shoots a mid-range jump shot. And if you're not – Or can get to that. Yeah. you know, Or could just take a dribble or two to get to that. Yeah. I mean, you can't give them the ball and have them get to the basket. You have to put them in positions where you're lobbing them the ball 
or they're creating for themselves off second chance opportunities. And that's what I think we're seeing out of Azabuki because the Jazz have not shot well in these couple of games. But what are you noticing? Like last night, what happened repeatedly? Don't get the offensive rebound, but does he go right back up with it? No, because he's undersized, even against Boban. He's undersized and out, I just think, outclassed at the NBA level with established bigs like Boban. Yeah, well, I, you know, so, you know, first what we need to say about Boban is he's one of the biggest guys in the league, right? So that's that's number one. So anybody going against him is going to have the size disadvantage. But I, but I think to your point, you know, the thing that nobody ever talks about when you're going against a guy who's bigger than you is it's easy to get him to foul you. That's the, that's the thing. Yes. You know, go up, get fouled, and go to the line. I mean, that's what he should be trying to do. But Doak is undersized. Oh, for he sure. He is not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at – if you look at Rudy, Rudy is a big dude. Yeah. He's got long arms, long legs. There is no doubt about that. But if, if you look at somebody like, um, you know, again, what's Rudy? Seven, seven, two, seven. Okay. Seven, one, seven, two. Right. But if you go down and you look at Hassan Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside's a true seven footer. Rudy Gobert's a true seven footer. They are noticeably bigger than Yudoka Azubuki. And it's a problem for him. And he doesn't – that's why I'm saying I just don't feel like he has the skill set to stick. And if you look at the – if you look at the, 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 the box on this game, it, it you don't have a young guy outside of Jared Butler that's going to be a major contributor on this roster. Yeah, that's, I mean, my, that's my point. You know, some people say – so, like, you know, I'm looking at these articles. Some people say 6'11", 270. Others say he's a true 7-footer, 275. Who's that? Uh, Azubuki. Some people say that he's clearly like, not a seven. Yeah. Footer. And so what I'm saying is that is that even with that in mind, you don't have to be a seven footer to have success. But if you're not going to be a seven footer, you got to have the right mentality about the way you play the game. And, and that's where, you know, you you look at any of the classic undersized bigs that we've ever seen come through the game. They're all out to get you, man. It's like it's like Draymond Green. Look at Draymond Green. This is a guy who plays seven footers all the time. He defends them all the time. Yeah. And and what what really gets him across the line? It's his it's his mindset. It's the way he's going about playing these guys, and that's what what I think is hard to hard to teach on a guy on a team full of guys who are soft. You know, Rudy's soft. I I look at I, I look at Bogey. He's a softer player. Jingles is a softer player. Conley's definitely a softer player. Don I wouldn't say is soft, no. but he's not the grittiest player in the league. Um, so this is not a team that's full of, full of badasses on the court, if you know what I mean. So, you know, I just don't yeah. think he's going to learn that kind of mindset, uh, on a team like this. I think he needs to go and play with, you know, Memphis or, or a team that's real gritty and has guys like Dylan Brooks who want to eat you, you know, like that's what, that's what he needs. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I haven't even looked at the comment section yet. Um, it's burning to the ground. Oh, I'm sure it is. Teddy Wayman says, morning, fellas. What's up, Teddy? Jeremy Bolton, sup? What up? Uh, Kenny says, morning. Jared is my dad. Dad. Okay. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, Baylor, not Butler. I don't know what that means, Spencer. I, I think he's did just, I misspeak? I, no, I think he's just I think he's just playing a joke because he went to Baylor, but his last sure. name is Butler. Red Hot Teacher wants to know, how did you like the date, Jake? We'll, uh, didn't go on it. We'll have to talk about that. James Knight says, whoa, overreaction much? Two preseason games, and we have him in the Hall of Fame. Next thing you'll tell me is he's going to take minutes from Jingles. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I think what you're seeing in Jared Butler is everything you need to see. And you're, he is going to play a significant 
role on this ball club. And I'd just like to point out again, not not to say we tell you so all the time, but you know, track record's pretty solid, bro. I wear a size 15 shoe. I don't know why you question me. And kick a person when he's down. You know, Doke is fine, Brandon Whiteside eh. says. He is young, always overreacting game to game. He's not young anymore. He's not a prospect anymore. Yudoka Azubuki has had an opportunity to show he belongs at the NBA level, and he hasn't done that. And you look at – I'll go back to game one. What was that against, I guess, the Spurs the other night? Hassan Whiteside plays 15 minutes. I, I'm pretty damn sure blocked a shot, 10 boards. Like, so gives you everything you want to know. You look at the way Yudoka Azubuki played. He has to earn those statistics. He has to earn those 10 rebounds. In a preseason game, if you are if you are NBA ready, it's very clear. Your performance is high. That's why I say, and this is what this is the Jacob Conover conversation. Give him the ball and watch him kick ass. Because if he's a, if he's a star, that's what they do. Yeah. You you your rookies to be a rookie and to play in this league right out the gate. It's Luka Doncic. It's Trey Young. It's Donovan Mitchell, Jason you, Tatum. you knew the minute that Donovan Mitchell dribbled a basketball in a jazz uniform, he was a stud. You're not seeing that out of any of these other young guys. You're not, except for one, Jared Butler. Other than that, you know, look, I love Elijah Hughes' game, right? But, I mean, he is he is a guy that just is not going to crack. He's that. These are the guys that stand at the end of the bench and don't play many minutes. Yeah, Elijah Hughes is is the guy that's slow cooking right now. They they are gonna de- they are. I mean, not that they have a huge track record of developing guys, right? But I would assume that they're gonna try and develop him and get him to a place where maybe he could contribute later in the season. You know, yeah. maybe he could be yeah, a mainstay sure. next season. Like that's where it is for him, in my opinion. I'm telling you what, if you haven't found Ghost Protein, peanut butter cereal milk. Or Nutter Butter, mm-hmm. you're missing out. So we did this thing you're this morning out. where we made protein shakes together on the counter because we're trying to do this whole weight loss thing and, and you know, cut weight. And so we're having protein shakes for breakfast. And it just so happened that uh, your boy rolled up with Nutter Butter and you had uh, peanut butter cereal, cereal milk. milk. Oh, man. Dude, I'm, there's a link in the description below for, for Nutter Butter. Get it. Do it. It's bomb. Um. By the way, I would like to mention that I outlifted you yesterday. Yeah. For all the smart mouth, wise cracking MFs the other day, said, oh, Jake's past the old man. Bye. I'm a carb eating motherfucker. Turns out that's not the case. Turns out I put up, you know, 90 pound dumbbells eight times. Get your lazy ass in the gym. Yeah, I, I put up. What? How much was that? We were inclined bench pressing. Mm. A plate and a 25. What was that, 205? An incline. That's pretty good. Put it up 10 times. I'm going to do that. I'm a stud. Just saying. Anyway. Okay. Good that was talk. a good workout good yesterday. Talk. Yeah, Let me get workout. some more comments. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Doke is fine. He's young, always overreacting game to game. Big picture, he has two more years to prove. Uh, two more years to need to prove himself. Gobert and Hassan are holding down the fort. But that's not how bigs are in the NBA right now. There's no such thing as, well, he's our third big what off the bench. What do you mean that Rudy Gobert is holding down the fort? Dude, Rudy Gobert is your franchise player at this point. Like, let's not. Based on the money you're paying him, he is, yeah. beat around the bush about Rudy Gobert's role. He is, he is with all due respect to Donovan, Rudy Gobert is by far the highest paid player on this team. 
and he is not holding down the fort. He is starting for you and, and is deciding your fate, which we saw last season. I, I'm just telling you, you don't go three deep at the center. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You had one center, legit, one legitimate center on this team last year, and Derek Favors, and you got no production off the bench at, at the big. You, you couldn't play small. Well, now you've brought in Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside. Um, you know, Eric Paschal, I think, has been fine this preseason. Yeah. I mean, you've gotten bigger. You've had you now have the ability because of the 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 size the flexible size you've brought in. You now can play small. You can play big. You can run. You can do a lot of other things. Uh, I think that helps you. Uh, Dwayne Boone says, "Sounds like you watched a preseason NBA game last night." Yeah, and all the it, it, but this is the thing, and I see everybody mocking my comments. Uh, where else are you going to establish yourself as a young guy in this league? Because it's not going to happen. You know, November through June. That is not going to happen. And if it is happening, you're on a crappy team. Well, this is a team that has NBA championship aspirations in the Utah Jazz. So where are these guys going to develop? And by the way, I would simply ask you again. If you're a guy like Doak or if you're a guy like Trent Forrest or Elijah Hughes, where are your minutes going to come from? Because you now have depth on this team. It's the same thing I say about Royce O'Neal. You know, when you're going to, because this is not going to be, I'm telling you, this roster that's here now will not be the roster that's here when the playoffs start. It will not be. This will be a different roster. And, you know, with all with all due respect to our guy, you know, James Knight, and you look at the trade candidates on this roster, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal. Mm -hmm. three was not good last night. Those Royce three guys. struggled. Yeah, I, mean, I but Royce is not a... Royce is a role player, yeah. period. He's a guy who, he's not an elite defender. Royce O'Neal is not an elite defender. Royce O'Neal will occasionally hit a three for you, and he will make the extra pass. That's what he does. And he's a try-hard defender. And he, he, is a, he is a good, above-average defender. But let's stop saying that Royce O'Neal is an elite on-ball defender because he's not. Mm -hmm. He is not. Yeah. And you look at the Western Conference, and you see you you look at all these other games. I have no life. I watch a ton of NBA preseason. You look at the way the Warriors are playing. You look at that mix of talent that they have. You look at a guy in James Wiseman, who is very clearly not the same body he was last year. I don't know if anybody's noticed the weight that Wiseman's put on. Somebody got that guy in a squat rack because he got that air. <laughs> Right? I mean, like, he's working right? working out. And, I mean, they're developing. You look at the top-tier teams. You look at the Denver Nuggets. You look at the L.A. The Lakers look great. The Lakers look great. And why do they look great right now? Because they're not playing a bunch of young guys in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Their depth is all veteran depth. Oh, but they got them at the old folks' home. Okay, cool. Cool, man. That's cool. They're all experienced depth. Trevor Ariza, by the way, is out two months with ankle surgery. Pretty significant blow. Well, kind of because they have depth. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, these young guys, when are when else are they going to, you know, break out? And you, Doke's got 10 years left to prove it. He doesn't. He won't be here a year from now. Yudoka Azubuki will not be a jazz man a year from now unless he rapidly improves. And it pisses jazz fans off. Like, and, and I don't know why. 
Yeah, I know? don't know why either. I don't. Uh, Brylark says, morning, boys. Rudy sucks and Luca's mom is is hot. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> See, that's a Monty Show veteran right there. Oh, some speaking facts. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, I'm not ready to talk NBA yet. The break wasn't long enough. I know. Like, it just. Yeah, I know. You know, the funny thing about sports is, like, it feels like a month since the Utes have played a game. I mean, it feels like a month. And you get the jazz, and it's like, man, didn't they? Didn't the season just end? Like, where are we? Why are we playing ball already? <laughs> it's so strange the way the sports mentality works. Um, Bolton says, this is why I give anything for the Jazz to win a chip to quiet all you. Gobert won't get you a ring naysayers. He won't. He won't. He won't. I hope I'm wrong about that because there's not a fan base on earth that needs a ring more than the Utah Jazz fans do. How long is How long have the Utah Jazz been relying on a big man to win him a championship? Well, too long now. I mean... No, I'm not going back to the flu game. I'm not going back to the pizza thing. I'm not going back to stripped Carl Malone. I'm not. I'm not. After seeing Boban hit those threes, realized how useless Rudy is offensively. Thank you. Nick Hines Thank says, you. okay, first of all, Thank you. Boban's never shooting another three in his life. I, it doesn't matter, dude. That's not the point. It does not matter. That's not the point. What's the point? Hey, Boban has just shown he's capable of hitting an occasional three. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not doing this with you today. I'm just saying. If you guys ever want to kick it, we'll flow. I deserve better. Uh, ben Wallace averaged, what, six to seven points a game? And the Pistons were able to get a ring. Yeah, Ben Wallace <laughs> was punching people in the face, dude. That was a different era in the league. He was one tough son of a – and that team was really good. Yeah. That team was really good. Uh <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, mmm, Conover. <laughs> uh, Spencer Morgan says, oh, God, here we go. Back to the Conover slurping. <laughs> hey, man, it's not slurping. It's so funny. If he plays on Saturday, hey, hey man, if at 1.30 on ABC, Jacob Conover takes the first snap for BYU, it's all, it's all on the table. What's an erection? You know, everybody's talking about how Jaron Hall all of a sudden is like, oh, he's on his way back. And so, wait, he's been limited in practice. He's had this rib and shoulder thing. And, okay, I love Kalani and Aaron Roderick being like, oh, yeah, all three quarterbacks are practicing. And, we're okay, talk to me Saturday. You will know tonight. It's Thursday for a Saturday game. My guess is you'll know tonight after practice who's in and who's out. So, we'll see. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, seems like Elijah Hughes is just Rodney Hood 2.0 at best. Um, I think he's got a little more game than Rodney's got. I think he's got a little more. Ad Rodney Hood just didn't have the attitude to do anything more than stand in the corner and hit threes. And he didn't shoot the three well enough. So, we'll see. Dale Donan says, let's do the smart-ass talk again, hee-hee. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, James Knight says, Jake, did you call an Australian soft? You lost your mind. Uh, yeah. Joe Ingles is soft, dude. Uh, Brylark says, would love to see Butler rep replace Royce. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about that. Daryl said, jingle soft. You me cop hawk, Mont. Okay. We'll go outside. Whatever that means. He, he wants to go outside in the parking lot and fight. Okay. The car. Yeah, park yeah. I know what time it is. Yeah. Let's throw hands. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Joe Ingles is soft. Okay. I think he's just 
his skill set is becoming limited. He's not a gritty player. He never has been. Everybody wants to say, oh, well, he's a really tough player. He's not a tough player. What he is is a guy who knows how to talk a bunch of smack to get in your head, and he'll hit the three. That's what he'll do. And all those people who are like, oh, well, he's living in Paul George's head. How'd that work out for you? Where where was the gritty and and talking junk and all that version of, of Joe in the postseason? It yeah. wasn't there because it's done with. It's we're past Well, he that. wasn't able to talk because he was living rent-free in Paul George's head. Yeah, yeah. Rent-free to the tune of 35 points a night in that series. Brandon Whiteside says, Wiseman was the second pick. Doak was the 27th pick. Can't compare. I'm not comparing one to the other. I'm simply saying that when you're a young guy in this league, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. You're either a development project or you're a star. And I look at James Wiseman, he's a star. I look at Yudoka Azubuki, he's a journeyman. That's who he is. His, it, it, he is a big – you don't just all of a sudden roll up at 6'10 as a guy who's only ever dunked in his life and start hitting Jays. You don't – that just – it. That's not how it works. It's not how this game has ever been played. Show me the 6'10 guy – who is undersized for a center and and two he doesn't have the body type to play four in the NBA. You really want Doak to guard LeBron James? There's one guy who's not a seven-footer but plays seven-footers all the time, and his name is Kevin Durant. And he's the only player in the league who can do it undersized and still dominate. Yeah, but his arms are as long as, like... Doak's wingspan is 7'7". Seven, seven. It's not like he's got a short-ass wingspan. The yeah. problem is, is that he's not tall. But he's like 5,000 pounds compared to Kevin Durant. He doesn't have the body type I know. to play the four. I know. He doesn't have the body type to play the five. He's undersized. He doesn't have the bag to the, uh, the, the skill set to play the five against premier centers. And we can sit here and theorize and talk about, you know, about he's going to develop. When have the Jazz developed bigs? When, is the, when have the Jazz been like, Hey, this is our big. Look at him. He's amazing. Because um, it ain't Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, but look at his rim protection. Cool. Um, Rudy Gobert on the floor in the last five minutes of a game of leverage. Um, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No way, dude. Like, no I, way. Rudy Gobert, again, and this is this is this is what I hate. It's the Ben Simmons thing. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, there's video of Rudy Gobert shooting threes in practice with Dwayne Wade. Why the f is he shooting threes in practice? That's all cool. Oh, it's so neat. Dwayne Wade and shooting threes with Rudy. Woohoo! Where's the video of him working with this off the bounce? Where's the video of the five foot hook shot? Where is it? Oh, he's too busy shooting threes. I love that in the in oh in the Olympic run up. Hey, Jagoff in the Olympic run up. Didn't you see Rudy in the, the, the France camp shooting jumpers? I did. <laughs> I did. By the way, did you see him shooting jumpers in the Olympic tournament? Uh, like actually oh, in the games? That's right. He didn't. He didn't. Son that's of, enough of that crap. Sons of beaches. <laughs> uh, Brylark says if Rudy even hits thirty percent three pointers to draw the defense out. Uh, and let the drive and okay, bro, stop. You, you're gonna make my man over here go into like you know crisis lockdown mode or something. Dale Donuts says, "Let's go NHL. Let's go Blackhawks." Explosive pocky. That sounds like a food that you eat that gives you like. Anyway, when's the Xbox giveaway? 
whenever we said so. Um, <laughs> by, by, by the way, yesterday, we I think we picked up 31 new subscribers. We are meteorically. Astronomically. Incredibly. Amazingly. Erectilely. Uh, we are 40 or 55 subscribers away from the giveaway. Could just be days. So when we get to 2,500 subs on this channel, on YouTube, and if you're listening on the audio podcast, get your ass over to YouTube. Let's go. Anyway, um, when you hit subscribe, take a picture that you're subscribed, like about 10 people did on, on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I think we got two on, on Insta. Yeah, let's go. Uh, take a picture that you're subscribed. Tag us both. Both. SLC Supercars for the Virgin. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y. How are you, how you just going to roll out like that on me? The Monty Show for the Father of Virgin. Um, tag us both on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and you're entered to win the Traeger Smoker. Um, and then we will give away the Xbox. Uh, so hook it up. Uh, James Knight says, I know what's soft. Jake is. Jake, Jake is you... Not tapping that school teacher by now, bro. That's soft. Sure, man. Whatever whatever floats your boat, dude. Whatever floats your boat. All I'm saying is when Joe Ingles gets traded, <laughs> I'm going to be all over you, bro. I'm going to be all over you, my guy. All yeah. over well, you, Well, the problem dude. is James Knight at that point is going to be on the Brooklyn Nuts show. Yeah. Uh, because then he's got to be back on the Patty Mills bandwagon. If you guys ever want to kick it, we'll you flow. Know. Yeah, let's kick it and flow. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, would rather see Ingles or O'Neal traded than Bogdanovich. Me too. Yep. I think Bogey has a role on this team. And I, I don't think Quinn Snyder's quite figured out how to use him at his highest best use. I think it'll be interesting to see where Bogey fits into this offense. Um, Ingles and Conley both, uh, take possessions away from Bogdanovich. I don't think there's room for all three, uh, to thrive. There's certainly not. There's certainly not. Uh, let's talk some football and Conover. Slurp me up some Conover. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Sean Mirzinski says, Monty, your bears. No, Sean, stop. Why? You do have this knack for just annoying the living hell out of me. Why, Sean? Dale Donut says, if you want more subscribers, say something to attract the Cougar board, not jobs. Cougar board. Um, it's been a while since I've been on Cougar board. Um, I, I generally don't see the problem is with message boards. It's Twitter, right? Like I have Cougar board. It's called Twitter. You always get people that are like, come at me, bro. I'm a tough guy. I'm on Cougar you know. board. Like, I don't hate Cougar board. I read Cougar board occasionally. Um, but it's just Cougar board is so negative. Yeah. It is so unenjoyable. Like I don't. If unless you're a diehard BYU fan, I don't know why you would go to Cougar Board. Right? Like I'm not a diehard BYU fan. I don't you know, it, like if there was an Irish board, okay, I'd go read it. But <laughs> I Irish I board. generally don't read <laughs> message boards. Like I don't see the point in it. Yeah. Um we have Twitter for that. It's called the old tweet machine. So, I don't you know, a lot of people ask me about Cougar Board. It's funny. Cougar Board has a huge presence. Like there if if your presence was only as much as Cougar Board, you'd be doing pretty well in this life. Yeah. Like, they've built a pretty nice platform. I just don't think it's for everybody. I, I, I really don't. I don't know why. I mean, I've got to assume at some point Ute fans are on there, too. I mean, that's what the rivalry is. But, right. you know. Yeah. I don't know what the point is. Uh, at this pace, Nagy's going to fail upwards and get promoted to G. Why? 
Well, I mean, it's it's like what happened with no, uh, Elway. Stop. We're not talking bears. Right? It's like what happened with Elway. Hey, I'm such a Why crappy. Do don't bring up horse face. I'm, I'm such a crappy general manager that I'm actually going to go ahead and promote myself to head of football operations. And that way I don't have to do GMing anymore. Just saying. Why bring up Max Verstappen? Horse face. Uh, John Elway is absolutely a horse. I just, you know what? Okay, so you've, you you uh -oh. know what? We brought it out of him, guys. The Bears thing is really frustrating to me. Like, it is it is so annoying. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge, that's a dog, not a bear <laughs> prick. I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge Chicago Bear fan. Uh. Like, a huge fan. Jake doesn't like football at all. He doesn't watch jazz games either. So like I, I watch, watch, I'm more of a badminton guy myself. Yeah. I wind up, you know, you're a, you're a women's volleyball fan. Right. Uh, I wind up watching Chicago bears football on my own in a dark room with no lights on. And it's just like frustrating this whole Justin Fields thing yesterday. And if you didn't hear like Matt Nagy, the incompetent, pathetic, putrid coach of the Chicago bears, um, has been, oh, well, um, listen, um, Andy Dalton, he's got red hair and it matches the carpet and the drapes. And so, I mean, fire crotch is our quarterback. Andy Dalton got hurt. Um, well, Justin's going to play, but when Andy's back, fire crotch is our quarterback. Good, and good, good. Andy, 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 Andy. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Matt Nagy's like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields is great. He's the best. I told you he was going to be the best. <laughs> He's our starter now. Bro, you, what are you talking about, man? Do you really think we don't know what happened, Matt? Like, I'm telling you, like, the, the upper management, not Ryan Pace because he's incompetent too as the general manager of the Bears. Ownership or management came down and said, hey, dumbass, there's our starting quarterback for the next decade. Put him in the game. And name him the starter for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it ain't rocket hey, science. dumbass. It, we're all, well, seriously. Maybe he walks into the office and they're like, Hey, dumbass, how you doing? Yeah, like you walk into the break room and there's Matt Nagy drinking coffee and you're like, hey, what's up, dumbass? Because, like, why would you keep going back to Andy Dalton? Like, I mean, it it is painfully obvious the team is better with Justin Fields on the field. He's got the arm to get it over the top. His accuracy against Detroit, albeit the Detroit Lions suck. Not as bad as the Bears, but they suck. And you lost to the Bears, which means the Bears are a better team because they're Pretty the much. Chicago Bears. Monsters of the Midway. Or Monsters of Arlington Park. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, the point <laughs> is, God, you're an asshole. The point is, <laughs> the Chicago Bears are not good, uh, and Justin Fields should be the quarterback. They bought a horse track, bro. A horse track Stop. to play football at. Stop What it. are we doing? We're being the Chicago Bears. <laughs> How, the Chicago Bears play on the lakefront at Soldier Field. It's quite simple, so I don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating it. And so we're going to move to Arlington Heights, like 50 miles inland? <laughs> that seems like a solid plan. Oh, wow. Brylark says at this pace, Nagy's going to – no, he's the Cougar board. That for sure is a Mormon divorce mom dating site. <laughs> Spencer Morgan says, LOL, find board Cougars – or a find board Cougars near you. Milfs. <laughs> Maybe you should get on Cougar board. No, I'm good.
Uh, James Knight says, my point is, will Jingles be traded before Jake loses his virginity? No, because Jake's going to die a virgin. Right, right. Like, Jingles is going to be traded by the deadline. I'm a man! So. All right, can we talk youth football now, please? Sure. Now that you've gone yeah, to sure. lengths to piss me off. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyway. The Utah Utes are looking to do something they haven't done in over 100 years. Go to Los Angeles and win. This was a topic of conversation on the show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Have the Utes ever won at the Los Angeles Coliseum of USC? Why, yes, they have. It was 106 years ago. Um, <laughs> you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Um, they're coming off of a win against Washington State. They're 2-2. Two and two, They're 500. And I think they're looking for revenge because last time USC and Utah met, it did not end well for uh, the Utah Utes. 33-17, Utah lost to USC. Mm -hmm. um, and USC has, in my mind, has had the better of this series, as you would expect. Right. But I think Utah's closed the gap in recent years. The Utes are 0-2 on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and nine when playing USC in Los Angeles, they haven't won since 1916. Um, are they going to, is that streak going to end Jake? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, it's U not. Utah brings the number five rushing offense. I don't know that they have a number one running back. I, I want it so badly to be Tavion Thomas, but he can't hang on to the football. I want it. We all thought it was going to be Micah Bernard, but then it wasn't. And then TJ Pledger broke him off some cougar and seems to be the guy at the moment. Okay. But I think the biggest issue on this team has obviously been the quarterback play. You don't convert on third down. I think they're like 30% on their third downs. Why should we believe that Utah can go to USC and win? Yeah, I mean, I, I – to be honest with you, I I don't believe that they're going to win this game. Like I think they're they're going to compete, but I, I I just feel like right now this team like the feel of the team is just off. Like the the where this team is at, and and I'm not just saying with the Aaron Lowe situation. I'm I'm talking about before that. Like just the whole season has just felt the just wrong in way, general. dude. Like and and I and I feel like. You know, yeah, this is an opportunity. Like, if you go on Utah Twitter or you, you like Utah Utes Twitter, or you know, you look around Twitter about the program, you're gonna see everyone's talking about. Well, this is an opportunity this week for us to come together as a team. This is this is our game of the year right now. Like, this is a big deal. And what I'm saying is that is that that might be true. That might be what you're running with. But the fact is, is that right now this team is not equipped to go out and 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 win big games on the road. I just don't think that they're fortified enough mentally to do it. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'd love nothing more than to watch them hit Keaton Slovis repeatedly. I would love to see that, but I just I just don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. He's a turnover machine. Yeah. Keaton Slovis can be had. Um, and obviously this defense can get after the quarterback. But this game's going to be about how many points Utah can put up. And I think – you know, the one thing that's been odd to me is that Brent Keithy has not been established. And it, it's, I know he's leading the team in, in receiving, but Dalton Kincaid's been the much more dangerous weapon, especially in the red zone. Um, it, on a team that is short receiving talent, my feeling is, is that, you know, Brant's got to get going. They have got to find a way to make him that 
threat and that weapon that he's been. And I think it's it, it clearly is with the quarterback. I mean, when you're only passing for 200 yards a game, you're not going to beat many people. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a huge problem. I mean, when you have a defense that is talented enough, I mean, obviously you have an All-American in Devin Lloyd. I mean, this, this is a defense that can still do the job. The questions are entirely offensive. And, I mean, I know you don't have that many issues on offense. I mean, you don't have wide receivers. Your offensive line's bad. Uh, you don't have a number one running back, and you don't really have a number one quarterback. Whatever. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, the <laughs> offense is fine. Um, the offense Dude. is a disaster. <laughs> Seriously. Jim, how are you still employed, bro? How is Jim Harding still employed? Can I ask that question? How does that work? What's that look like? <laughs> the offensive line is not good. You know, it, it is just one of those things where this team will struggle. And that's why I say, like, going on the road, why why would we have any confidence that this team could go to USC and, and, and win a game? And, and, and I want to get out in front of all the people – who are going to roll up in the comments and be like, oh, well, this is a this is a blue show, not a red show. It has nothing to do with blue and red and who's better than the other and, you know, oh, well, you guys grew up here and you like you like BYU. We didn't grow up here. We're not BYU fans. We're not Utah fans. What we're a fan of is telling the truth uh, in sports. And so when you look at Utah, the truth is, is culturally right now, it's jacked. So the truth is, is that the feeling on the team – is jacked, which is part of the reason that Charlie Brewer quit on the football team. It's 95% on him, but there's a small sliver of that where you're like, okay, clearly there was some issues. Clearly there was something he didn't like outside of the fact that he lost his job. He didn't believe that he could get back to it. So so I don't know, man. I just think that the feel of this program is out of whack. And I honestly, my opinion is, is that this game is going to determine the rest of the year. If you get slacked in this game... And you give up, let's not that I think it'll happen, but let's say you gave up forty to SC. No. What do you, what does that do for the rest of your season? Come you on. know? Come come on. Come on. We've talked about your drug use before the show. I think Crack, one of the things ice, boom, pow. Psychedelics, bruh. One of the things I think that will happen in this game is the Utes are gonna be very run heavy. And they should. They're one of the better running teams in the conference. I wish they had a number one back, and I wish it was Tavion Thomas, but my guess is Micah Bernard's going to get the bulk of the carries and that you're going to have to run well. I think they average over five yards a carry, if I'm not mistaken, but they're going to have to run well to help to help the passing game. And Cam Rising's got to perform at a very high level. You cannot turn the football over because the one thing that you have at USC is you have speed and you have capable – Keaton Slovis is a lot of things, and he's not a lot of things, but he can still throw the football. Right. And to me, I think if you are if you are Utah, you've got to have time of possession, and you've got to be able to to move the chains. You've got to do better on third down. Um, that that has been the glaring weakness of this team, and a lot of it is because they can't pass pro. They just cannot give the quarterback time to throw the football. And it's really hurt them on third down because there's a lot of guys, knowing that you don't have wide receiver talent, there's a lot of defensive lines. And again, what do we know at USC? They're always going to have a pass rush, always. Yeah. And they do now. And they're going to pin their ears back on third down because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You don't have an over-the-top wide receiver that can really hurt you. Um, you know, you have all kinds of talent that can run with, with you know, with – with Branton Dalton, I, I'm just telling you now, 
this is a this is a team that's got to prove they're not who we think they are. Mm-hmm. And until they do that, I, I they're not going to win. And I don't think they go to USC and win this year. I would be it would be stunning. We'll have that lock for you tomorrow on the show. But I'd be stunned if Utah went to SC and won. Um, but you know what? Coming off of this two weeks, um, I mean the emotion that this team must be playing with, I. They're either going to be super jacked uh, at the Coliseum or they're going to be out of gas. Yeah. Because the, the, this situation, um, you know, with the low shooting and the funeral and chartering the plane and not playing football since it happened, you're either out of emotional gasoline or you are ready to run through a brick wall. Yeah. I don't know which one it's going to be. We'll find out. Um, because... I don't know that we've seen a team deal with what the Utes have dealt with the last year. No, I, I can't I remember. Mean, I, I don't. I don't remember there ever being, um, you know. And I'm I'm sure there has been, but I don't remember something as major as this happening any time recently. Yeah, we'll find out. By the way, by the way, I'm telling you, USC is working hard to make connections on their coaching hire, and I still have to believe that Chris Peterson's involved in that. I, I still maintain Kalani Sataki and Chris Peterson are the two guys they really want. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think Kalani is a front runner in terms of what USC thinks. Now, whether he leaves or is willing to is another another deal. You know. Here's the deal. I'm the best. Here's the deal. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what, what happens. I, I want I just want to know who they're gonna hire. Yeah. I can I think you and everybody else, dude. The SC job is one of the most intriguing jobs. That you that this process is going to be amazing. It is, it is going to be amazing. Yeah, SC gives up a lot of points. Yeah, I mean that's that's their style, shootout yeah. kind of games. You know, we'll see. I think you got to lean SC, but Utah's got a better than nothing chance. I'm telling you. Hey, speaking of better than nothing chance. Uh, how about Thursday night football tonight? Yeah. Have you are you you're I don't know where do I put you? Are Me. you more college or more NFL? Um, I mean more NFL probably, but I've tried to bring myself into the college world a little more. Admittedly, I've tried. I'm way more of an NFL fan than I am a college fan. In this game tonight with the Rams and the Seahawks, it's everything you want. I'm flush right now. I mean, like, can can you tell us what that means? Means I got Nick's chub. Uh, what it means is <laughs> that I'm excited for this game tonight. Um, it's shocking to me the Rams are a two and a half point favorite going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. You're a two and a half point favorite. Yeah. Has Matthew Stafford lived up to it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's lived up to it. I think, I think that performance last week was um, not shocking good. to say the least. I I, I think. Yeah, I just, I just think they weren't prepared for what the, the Cardinals' defense is able to do, you know. And so I think that, you know, this is a – and this is part of what goes into that line about them being a two-point favorite. I This is a get-back week for them. This is a, hey, we need to reestablish ourselves. We need to push the ball down the field. We need to get back to what we were doing before the Cardinal game. And I, and I think that, um, yeah, I think Stafford has lived up to it. I think, you know, you're starting to see what this team's capable of when they have a guy who's playing quarterback who's confident. And I think that that is – great for the league i think it's great for for the division because i mean, honestly dude like i there this division this nfc west division is is the best division in football in my opinion i don't even think it's close like usually the 49ers are a bit better than they are 
But you're talking about a team in the Cardinals who have come from nothing. You know, they, they, they've come from being a dumpster fire to now probably winning the division this year. So I just, I just think it's a deep division and, and these kind of divisional matchups are what we look for as NFL fans, without a doubt. I think the Rams got to throw the ball to the running back more. I think the Rams have to figure out where their pass rush went last week. And I think the Rams are going up to Seattle looking for destruction. And I, I think that they're going to get it. I love the Rams in this game. I love the Rams to cover that number. I think this is a prove-it game. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that sentiment. I think Sony Michelle's got to prove that he still belongs in the NFL. Um, that was that was not a great performance. I'm surprised that this offense doesn't throw the ball to the backs more. And I know that you have a plethora of wide receivers for the Los Angeles Rams. I totally get that. But I think that if you are the LA Rams and you're Jefferson and Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby and your mom, we totally get it. <laughs> Luca's mom. Deshaun Jackson, I think, looks re rejuvenated. But he's a guy that, that Sean McVay hasn't been using as much as he probably should. You know, we've seen flashes. Well, I mean, he's a deep ball guy. And obviously, the first couple of weeks of the season, he got loose. But I don't know. You know, this is what I always say about the Bears. You, you have to build an offense around the talent that you have on the field. Yeah. I think they've largely done that, but it's the the one hole in their offense is they don't throw the ball to the back enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that you you got to start doing that because this defense is this defense is too talented to give up thirty seven points. Yeah, they're too talented. Well, when, what does that really tell you though? Like the what it, what that says to me is, hey, you know, you were playing a Cardinal team where you were, you know, I don't I don't know if you have in front of there how many plays a defense played in that game, but but I'm telling you right now. The defense giving up 37 to the Cardinals has nothing to do with the actual defense. It has everything. 64, uh, 75 total plays for Arizona, 64 for the Rams. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're out there for set like 10 extra plays. I mean, that's a lot. Against that is that a lot. kind of an offense, like that is, that's a lot of extra plays. And I think, you know, what that really says to me is the offense just has to be better. You know, you, you have to execute at a higher level. You got to make the throws and get the job done. And they didn't. The failing was the defense against Arizona now the offense didn't help the conversions like the the third down and being six of 11 that's what I'm down. saying I think they just they they gassed their defense their their defense ran out of gas in that game yeah I don't know I I I uh I I'm gonna go Rams tonight I think the Ram this approve it came for the Rams I think they need it desperately uh let's see Jeremy Bolton says Kalani ain't going anywhere he said he wants to be uh the Polynesian Lavelle well he can be that at USC too now, I'm not saying I think he's leaving. He's going to talk to USC. If USC calls you on the phone and says, uh, hey, Kalani. Honey. Honey. <laughs> if, if they call you on the phone and they want to talk, you're answering the phone. There's no doubt about that. Utah loses at USC, B, uh, BYU fan CJ says. Do Utah fans just enjoy the season with no expectations after that? No. No. They are going to be sticking pins in a BYU blue-colored doll they only enjoy the season when BYU loses a game. And kick a person when he's down. That's when Utah fans will enjoy the season. Russell Wilson going to have a two-minute drill to tie or win the game tonight. Very possibly. Probably. Very possibly. Spencer Morgan says, Monty, you say USC will always have a pass rush, but this year USC is st statistically very, very bad getting pressure. Oh, their defense has not been good this year. Their defense has not been good at all. 
at USC this year. Like looking, I, I want to say they're 70th. There's something stupid like 70th in the country. Yeah. Um, and I can look that up for you. Uh, I want to say they're 70th in the country, 70th in the country defensively. Their talent is not the issue at SC. I mean, they are undisciplined, and their long, coaching is terrible. But listen, how long how long does SC get to live on? Well, the talent's not the issue. Well, because their talent is not the issue. Right, but my point is, is how long is that a good enough excuse for losing football games at SC? Well, poorly coached talent is is, I mean, is not very talented. Right, I mean, at SC, you've had a you've had a mediocre football coaching staff for how many years? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I look at their offense. I it. Sorry, man, like, their wide receivers are very good. Like, their wide receivers are fast. Um, I think if you look at their at their defense, um, Drake Jackson's just undisciplined. Mm-hmm. He needs a coach. I mean, he needs, he needs a coach that will crack the whip on him. If Drake Jackson's at Utah, is he a better player? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because the defensive coaching staff there is is far better. I just – I'm telling you now – that I look up and down there too deep, and their too deep is as as talented as anybody in the conference, and it's simply a matter of what they're able to get out of their out of their their talent consistently. Keaton Slovis is a huge fucking problem at USC. Yes, he is. He will not deliver the football in time and space, and he is you. What you saw when Jackson Dart went into that game was that he threw the football, but he threw it efficiently. He put it on the number. He put it on the right shoulder. He he ran. He he didn't run to gain yards. He ran to create the opportunity to throw the football on time and on target. You know, like to me, that's that's the problem um, that is that is at 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 USC right now. They're very poorly coached. BYU CJ has uh, has entered himself into the Traeger giveaway. On Twitter. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, their 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 talent on defense is not the problem. I'm just telling you now that it is one of those things that they should be better, man. Like you at this is why you fired Clay Helton in the middle uh, in middle in the first part of the season. You fired Clay Helton because they're just poorly coached. I mean, they are they are just you know like I I don't know where are you gonna run the football for? You have backs that are talented and you can't run the football. You have an offensive line, frankly, that is big enough to make a difference. Drake London is a hell of a wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like this is, but this is why I keep asking this question. Like how long is it good enough for us to just say, Oh, well it's SC. They got all this talent. They should be good. No, they shouldn't be good. Like it, it, they, they have to do better in coaching and everything, you know, for as much as Utah struggled this year, I would rather have the Utah situation than the SC situation because at least at Utah, you know, you're getting a, a hell of a coach delivering a strong message, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have the talent at USC than any other team in the conference. I mean, it is. What about to, UCLA? To have Darwin Barlow as a number two running back? Uh, come on. Like, I mean, I look at – and look, Keontae Ingram's a really good running back. Don't get me wrong. Darwin Barlow would be the number one running back on just about every other roster in this conference. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, again, I look at Lung, uh, Drake London, um, Michael Trigg, um, Washington, Bryant, you know what? Keontae Ingram also catches the ball. Like 
offensively, they're very good. The problem is defensively, they're often in the wrong spot. Um, defensively, Drake Jackson, they go as Drake Jackson goes. They're fine defensive end at USC. They go as, as Drake Jackson goes. And when he's getting stupid penalties, hitting a guy a yard and a half out of bounds the other week, um, you know, pulling a guy by pulling the tackle by his face mask out of frustration, it, that that's undisciplined football. Why is BYU beating the teams they're beating? BYU is winning games not because they're more talented than the opponent. They're just more disciplined. Look at the Arizona State game. Like 86 false starts because of the crowd 13 noise. penalties for ASU in that game. I mean, ridiculous. The, and that's just accepted penalties. I want to say they had 18 yeah. penalties in that game. Yeah. 13 accepted. BYU's just more disciplined because they their their coaching staff is coaching those players up. Yeah. And to me, that's not happening at USC. There's no on that defense, I cannot tell you just how many times like even Goforth, Raylan Goforth who's a really good player, out of position repeatedly against Colorado. Now, it didn't matter cuz they won the game, but I'm telling you USC's roster, the talent's not the problem, it's the coaching. And this defense, if USC's players ever took accountability for themselves and they decided to get, hey, we're going to have a game with zero penalties, zero penalties, this defense would be the best defense in the conference. They are just ass kickers on defense. Wow. But, and I say this all the time, it's cool, you want to be an ass kicker. But are you doing the things you need to do to go out and kick ass? And at USC, they're not. They're not. At BYU, they are. At USC, they are not. And that's why I have high hopes for that game at the end of the season for BYU. Now, you got to find a quarterback who's not concussed or broken up or a rookie who's never played before. Oh, I, I thought Conover was everything. He is. Let's. He's got to prove it. He's got to prove it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's got to prove it. Um, You know. Anyway. Uh, Calvin Johnson says, looking like an all Los Angeles Super Bowl is a real possibility. Rams, Chargers in February. Ooh. I don't think that's a possibility at all. I love, uh, look, Justin Haber. It's your boy. That's my guy. Justin Herbert's my guy. What's an erection? Um, that, that bro lifts. Um, I'm telling you now, the Chargers aren't good enough to go to a Super Bowl. They are not the best team in that division. Um, and yeah, that was a nice win that the Raider week is always a good week to win a game, but this is a long season. We're just now passing the quarter pull of the NFL season. Yeah. So you got, you got a, a long way to go. To Utah fans would be willing to not win the PAC 12 if it meant hurting BYU's playoff chances. Dale Dolan said, Oh, that's not true. I, I think there is not a Ute fan in the state of Utah, Utah, that wouldn't give a left nut to win the Pac-12, to 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 win a to be the Pac-12 champion, celebrating on the field at the Rose Bowl. What Utah fan is? If you said, "Hey, um, hey, Ute fan, um, if you could torpedo BYU season or win the Rose Bowl in the Pac-12 championship, which one would you pick?" <laughs> I think there's, it's pretty obvious. There's not a chance in the world that they're picking BYU. Yeah. You want to win. You want to win your conference because it, the truth is, and I know that Utah fan does not embrace this. The Utes don't need to beat BYU to win the Pac-12 championship in the Rose Bowl. 
to play in one of the biggest games in the history of college football, you don't need to beat BYU. You just need to handle the schedule ahead. And they've done that so far. They've, they've won one game they were supposed to win, and that's Washington State. Yeah. Can they turn the trick at SC? We'll find out. We will find out. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, not true Utah fan here. With A-Rod as OC, I am actually enjoying BYU's success. That's nice. Greg Hawkins says, hey, <laughs> fellas, late to the show. Sorry. How Greg, dare you? Greg, come on, How dude. How dare you? Come on, bro. <laughs> be better next time. Yeah, be better tomorrow. Build back better. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, Kari Ann, why did that get filtered? Cart quickly before it disappears. Kari Ann says, uh, I'm so tired of hearing about BYU, BYU, BYU. It's not like they're undefeated. And that comment got filtered and disappeared. I don't know why, Kari Ann. <laughs> Just saying. But I think that's to your point earlier. People were people are frustrated that we talk a lot of BYU on this show. They're undefeated. They're 10th in the country. And they're in position to earn a spot in the college football playoff. To the moon, baby! October 7th, <laughs> 2021, they're in position to be in the college football playoff. Now, once they lose, things will change. And we should back that up. To earn a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl. BYU's in position to earn a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl. With get you a seat at the table. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why we talk a lot of BYU. What do you want me to say? Like, And we get this on Twitter a lot. Well, you guys, uh, you, you just drink the blue Kool-Aid. Okay, well, what else should I be talking about? What you want me to say to them? My largest viewership is in the state of Utah. What else would you have me talking about? Go ahead, I'll wait. Girl Scout cookies? Well, now, listen, listen. Thin mints, we all know you have to put them in the freezer. Okay, there, we talk Girl Scout cookies. Now what? Can we go back to BYU now? Listen, <laughs> I mean, I ain't saying nothing, but Jacob Converse sure does have a nice set of forearms on <laughs> Okay, that was creepy even for me. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Should we talk about your dating life? By the way, by the way, by the way, wait, wait. One thing on baseball. Whoa, I, hold on. One thing I on baseball. I thought we didn't talk baseball on this show. No, we don't talk Yankees Red Sox on this show. <laughs> don't exacerbate you know. the hate of baseball. <laughs> Just remember, I warned you about Dodgers and Cardinals yesterday. Mm -hmm. What did I say? That's a baseball game. It was a walk-off win in the ninth by Chris Taylor and the Dirty Dodgers. Is this the dagger? Bye-bye, St. Louis. See you later. Like, I don't miss you at all. Um, the Cardinals can never Suck play it. another baseball game. Um, Fat Albert got over on you. You like, know what I love? Nolan Arenado leaves the Rockies to go to the Cardinals, and then he gets knocked out of the postseason by, by the Dodgers, an NL West opponent that he's been playing for years. Yeah. Screw you. Arenado could have gone to the Cubs, but he said no. Okay, good. Welcome to Oblivion in St. Louis. Huh, the arch is so cool. Neat. Bush. That's cool. Hey, go to the AB, you know, plant and take the tour and sip the beer. And, That's Anheuser-Busch in case you guys are wondering. You know, take the ride up to the top of the, the arch and then go play in the casinos because you've got all off-season to do whatever you want because you don't have any baseball games to play good old Noli jerk anyway uh i'm so happy the cardinals lost now i become a giants fan now i become a giants fan because i hate the dodgers and it was really i just want to sit on justin turner's chest and shave his beard i want it because one he is unattractive with that beard but have you ever seen justin turner without that beard good 
God, every branch on the way down. That is he has a beard. That is not an attractive man without a beard. Do you feel better? Clayton Kershaw is one of the most overrated pitchers in the history of baseball. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Oh, Max Muncy works with his dad and he became a baseball player because his dad taught him how to swing. Well, he should have taught him how to catch a ball at first. Idiot. Idiot. Nice elbow. Okay, I feel better. Now I feel better. Good, good. Okay, good. Now I feel better. You guys should talk about the women's team at Westminster College. Go Griffins. Okay. Uh, Giggity said, the Nye guy, you must be, for that comment, you must be on pain meds. Uh, Giggity (laughs) says, have you seen Justin Turner's wife? Oh, yes. I'm a man. (laughs) Tell me she didn't marry him for the paycheck. Uh, Wow. Wow. I hate the Dodgers. Calvin Johnson says, nah, the Westminster intramural co-ed field hockey team is where it's at. I'm going to do that. Oh, God, Stanek's back. What would Stanek like? He said hello from Moscow. Hello, comrade. Hello, friend. Are you, uh, by the way, Stanek, did you, congratulations on uh, your Twitch hack. Um, That was awesome. You just gave a gift to the Russians. Yeah, way to go. Congratulations for hacking Twitch. Um... (laughs) James Knight says, okay, so I passed the hat around the comments and raised enough money to get Jake a fully vaccinated hooker. Okay, sure, she had some work done downstairs, but I think (laughs) he, I mean, she will end up. Having fun is the name of the game. She will end the drought. Okay, did you just make a sex change joke? Cocaine and hookers, my friend. I think he just made a sex change joke. I think he went there. Dale Donut says, like Justin Turner didn't marry his wife for her mind. Of course he did. Uh, the night guy says, yep, pain meds, Sopranos on Netflix, and many Jamba hey. juices. We need to watch the new Sopranos spin-off. Hell yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. All right. Dating life. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you were supposed to have a date last night. Shocker, she canceled. Yeah, well, she so she texted me about 4 o'clock, and she's like, hey, my mom's got COVID, and uh, we're both vaccinated, but... You know, I did see her yesterday, and just out of safety, I think we should reschedule. And I was like, okay. Let's out FaceTime. of safety. See, why do you always have to make it like like it's not legit? Because don't, why, sit why here do and always... t- don't sit here and talk like this chick ain't out with some dude who can actually bench press like 225. Tell Come me on, guy. she ain't out with somebody who She's can She's not, dude. Like, how, I, do you, how do you know last night? Let me ask you this. How do you know last night she wasn't out with some other dude? Yeah, maybe maybe I'm an idiot. No, because you were on Facetime together, moron. Okay. So she, I was. It was a setup to help you. Well, that's not what it sounded like to me. Okay, Mister Sensitive. So she cancels her date because she had she exposed herself to COVID. Yeah. Um, And then we Facetime. And and you guys Facetimed, and how did it go? It went great. We had a nice time. We Facetime for about an hour. You're such a bitter pill. I'm not. I'm not. What do you expect me to say when you're you know saying that she's out getting piped by some other guy? What do you want me to say to that? I did not say she. Yes, you did. Okay, I'd like to run that back. Jake just said, well, you said, man, my bitch was out getting piped by I'll try to stay calm guy. and not curse. She's out getting piped by some other guy. Everybody gets a test. Erectile dysfunction is not something to joke about. Just ask the guys on the zone. It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. <laughs> if one more guy tweets at me about how they do ED pill commercials on the zone... <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Fixes me. 
<laughs> ED commercials. <sighs> um, Jeremy Bolton says the teacher loves Nick's job. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you guys FaceTime. For the first time ever, you talked on a phone. Yeah, we FaceTimed. So like how does, uh, whose idea was that? My idea. Okay, so she says to you, hey, man, I can't make it. Talk to you soon. No, she didn't say talk to you soon. She was like, I'd love to reschedule. I just, I, I, you know, like, you know, I just, I just want to be safe. And I was like, okay, I can respect that. I appreciate you saying that. Let's FaceTime tonight. So okay. we ended up FaceTiming. What did like you guys talk about? Uh, we talked about her day, my day, traveling. Um, Any nudes? No nudes, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We just had good, casual conversation. It was All a right. good time. All right. I think it's interesting to me that it took COVID to get you guys on a on a phone together. I'm looking at the stock I bought yesterday, by the way. Why, and I are, just you, why are you upset? See, this is what you do. You obsess over stocks like at, at you know like a week at a time, and then you won't look at it for three. No, months. I obsess over stocks every day. I just don't tell you about it. Yeah, I do. I do. Oh boy. Okay, so I'm being serious about this. Twitch had a major, major data breach. Oh God, are you getting emails? Yeah, we have a Twitch account, and it says that your account has been, your account has been compromised. Out of an abundance of caution, we have reset all stream keys. Depending on which broadcast software you use, you may need to manually manipulate your software with the new key to start your next stream. Suckmyass.com. Yeah, too bad we're not on Twitch. We're on YouTube. I am so glad we were not on, on Twitch anymore. Yeah. This data breach is huge. Nar, dude. It's gnar. So where did you, what kind of, what things did you talk about specifically? So we travel. Talked about, we talked about travel. We okay. talked about we talked about her day and what, what life is like as a teacher, which was pretty mm -hmm. funny. Um, you know, we talked about, what else did we talk about? Um, we talked about sales. Cars. Um, no, we didn't talk about cars. No. Um, sex. No, didn't talk about sex. No. Food. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, like she was telling me a story about her roommate and Thai food and just you know just okay. like random. So stories. nothing really of sub substance. Nothing, nothing like world ending or you know crazy. We just had a nice conversation. It was, we well, because we're time. taking it slow. We don't have serious conversations. Yeah, we are. Please, this is like your third date now uh sure yeah is that correct yeah something like that and you're still taking it slow well what wh wh okay so what do you expect us to be boyfriend and girlfriend after three dates i don't know i'd at least one and i asked this question yesterday i would at least i like brought this up yesterday did i not i would at least like to know the contents of the storage locker okay well i haven't gotten there yet <laughs> And then Siri answers me on that. Okay. So what's the, in the you comments? Don't, you in don't the feel comments, like you don't feel like this is going too slow. I I, I don't. I I feel like it's it's the pace that she would like to work at. Cool. That just means that. <laughs> Brylark, what? What did Brylark say? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure Jake asked if she preferred condoms or the pull and pray method. I'm gonna do that. God damn. Y'all are savages, dude. Uh, we're 45 seconds away from a draw in sneakers, by the way. Oh, God. What is in the sneakers? It's the, it's the on, light dude. blue women's Air Jordan 5. Come on. What is wrong with well, you? Why, why are we this? So does Mrs. Monty want this shoe? No, but I want to make money on it. Okay. She does, I, don't, it, I don't think she wants it, but <laughs> yes, I'm going to make money on it. Okay. She 
I'll get it in her size, and if she likes it, she size can keep it. Size does matter, yeah. I'll get it in a size 17 women's, and, you know, I think she wears a size 11 and a half. I don't know. But anyway, the yeah. point is, this so Air Jordan is, is off. So, wait, yeah, so, so basically, yeah. dude, the third date on FaceTime, she owes you a nipple pressed up against the phone. <laughs> yeah. Another subscriber. I'm just saying. Got what is, another person hit me on Twitter right now. What is going on on this show right now? That, like, what? Lord Rutledge, welcome to the show. Lord Rutledge. We are amongst royalty. Yeah, welcome okay. to the show. So, yeah, I mean, so we FaceTimed, and, and it was a good time. And then, you know, uh, what did we finish up that FaceTime? Like 8.30-ish, something okay. like that. And, and then, then what would you do? And then, you know, I'm prepping for the show and mm -hmm. watching the Cardinals lose uh -huh. and, yeah. um, you know, having a gift battle with you on text last night. Yeah. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, the good old iPhone 13 Pro Max Gold 1 terabyte goes off. What Ooh. do we have here? I don't know. Somebody else liking me on Hinge. Whoa! Yeah, dude. Somebody else just out of the blue. Didn't like her. She liked me. Hose, like, hose coming out the woodwork, man. So, so this one, is this is Olivia. And, oh, and, Olivia. Her and name is Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, not Benson. This has nothing to do with SVU. This is just someone named Olivia. Well, SVU is not involved yet, but they will be. Okay, thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks for your vote of confidence. You're welcome. Welcome to the show. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, so we start talking, and, and one thing leads to another, and... And she's like, uh, hey, like, I like your car. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. And so we start getting into it. Turns out she's in the cars. Turns out turns out she likes to travel. Turns out that, you know, she, uh, you know, she's not a teacher, I don't think. I'd have to relook at her profile. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Might be getting so, coffee with so her we're, yeah, Okay, so you and the coffee dates again. Well, it's a good first date. Why is why is getting coffee a bad first date? What's up, Calvin Johnson? He also subscribed. Appreciate that because you. I, I think on some uh, at some point, and look, I'm proud of you. You're you know what? You've kept your virginity this long. I haven't, dude. You you people are legitimately going to think I'm still a virgin because of you. Are you not? I'm not. No, I'm okay. not. Dude. Well, it's a legitimate question. No, it's not a legitimate question, dude. Okay. It's not. It's somebody, not a legitimate question. Somebody, somebody's a little sensitive about David Jennings. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. Jake, you're actually not a virgin. I only joke that you're a virgin. Thank you. Because it's let's, been let's so long clear. since you have procreated of any activity that's not yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> COVID is such a great... Uh, wait, wait, wait. COVID is such a great well to go to for an excuse to cancel stuff. Oh, oh, yeah, it's a go-to for can Oh, man, my buddy's brother's cousin has COVID. I don't think she was lying about it. I really don't. Okay. Um, Brylark says, if you consult the number of dates by sexual intensity chart, Jake should be nearing... Sexual intensity chart? <laughs> what does the SIC have to do with anything? The SIC. Jake should be nearing the sexting phase of the relationship. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. How's the sexting game, Jake? I don't do sexting. That's not my That's not my. Spencer job. Morgan said, Jake is right. You said that. What, that he's a virgin? He is a virgin. Yeah, you say it repeatedly, and so people are like, <laughs> oh, this kid doesn't have any game. And that's not true. Sean Mirzinski said, uh, I mean, coffee first dates isn't bad, really, though. No pressure and not a lot of money. Yeah, thank you. I'm only committed to like 20 bucks instead of 100. I like it. Uh, Brylark says, Jake, you can't lose your virginity to your mattress. Well, this is important. That's well, good. Hey, it is what it is. Jake is just for the record, just to, so somebody doesn't get their feeling hurt. 
Jake is not a virgin. Okay. He's had sex once. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the point is, good. I'm good. happy for you. You're finally, you know, it feels like, but this is what happens. You're like, oh, I got hoes all over the place. Like and they're then, hanging from the then, light fixtures. And then tomorrow there won't be any of them for whatever reason. It is what, what it is. Dating app life. <laughs> James Knight says, Jake, you must have forearms like Popeye. I do. Did you see Twitter yesterday? See what I pressed yesterday? Come on, man. Why do you think he bench presses? Yeah, come on. Hum, S-I-C. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so do you have high hopes for, like, any? Like, I have high hopes for the these. FaceTime one. I have. I, I think she has potential. So you like this girl? Yeah, I like have the Have you guys FaceTime talked girl. about, hey, I like you, you like me? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah we have. Yeah, we have. So you've I been mean, holding out on us. I haven't been holding out on you. Okay, what we're was not that in, conversation? We're not in a relationship. We're... we're you know, taking our time and, you know, we just said like, hey, yeah, this is going good. Like, cause on the first date, she was like, you know, I, I don't want to add drama to my life. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't need someone who's going to light me up on text all day. Like, I just, you know, want something that's realistic. And, you know, and so I was like, all right, that's fair. Cause I don't have a lot of time either. If we're being honest, we've talked about this on the show before. So I was like, all right, that works good for me. You know, that's, I'm cool with that. And so, you know, yeah, we haven't texted a ton. We haven't. Last night was the first time we FaceTimed. So you and you're not looking for what you had with the convenient one. Like, no, all the time. Drama. Text me all the time. Like. I'm not. I'm not looking for that. I, I, I don't have time for it. You know, it's not it's just not what I need. What is this girl's church affiliation? The teacher? Uh, she doesn't have a church affiliation. Okay. She's not religious. What about Ophelia or whatever her name is? Olivia. Olivia. Same thing. You know. Ophelia, uh, Olivia, she's definitely not Mormon. I know that. Jenny, same thing. Okay. You know. All fun and games, Brylark says, Jake. Just bust in your balls because oh, the know. teacher definitely I is just not. Want him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it, dude. I got you guys. I know. Because the teacher's yeah, definitely the teacher's not. not. I see how that, all that fits together. For me, it doesn't fit together, obviously. We get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Marcus said, maybe meet somebody at the gym, question mark. You are tariff. You are a deer in the headlights when there's a hot chick at the gym. I, it's just not the way I like to do things, dude. It's not like, and, and yeah, I'll take the criticism for it, but I don't believe that you go to the gym to hook up with people or to, <laughs> I hit totally on chicks, agree, dude. The gym is not a place where it's, you go to now snowboarding, different game, different game. Out yeah. We're right. We're riding the lift at uh PCMR over the weekend going hiking and Jake's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet a honey here. Yeah, mm. that's how it works. So you're out on the hill. You're willing to ride up to a chick and be like, hey, you, uh, you. No, you do it on the lift. What happens is, is one of these times, because not every single time are we going to get to ride together, right? Most right, of the time. Sure. Yeah. But there will be days where I'm sure we won't ride together. Mm -hmm. One of these times, someone's getting on the lift with me, which then means I've got about 10 minutes to make it happen. Okay. You know, so what that's it what is. it is. All right. Very cool. Any updates on BYU QBs? Nope. Nope. Nothing new. Well, we talked BYU too much because it's a BYU show. So yeah, this is a we, this we is a Utah Ute show. If you don't mind. Yeah, we try we tried to not talk. You know, BYU today. So it's so funny how many people. Anyway, mm -hmm. the BYU quarterback situation is at the forefront of just about everybody's mind. Yeah, it's all that matters in the valley, and I'm happy to talk about it every single day because I think that's what everyone wants to talk about. Look, I I really hope that I am wrong. I really hope that Jaron Hall plays, starts, plays, plays well. BYU beats Boise. That's what I hope. Comfortably. I think it's going to be Conover. I have heard nothing to change my opinion on that. 
I think Conover's going to get the start. And I don't know what to expect from him. I mean, he's played 10 competitive snaps in three years. I do not know what to expect from him. As I've said, I would hope with a week of practice and preparations, and he has taken, from what I am told, he has taken the lump sum of the one reps. Mm-hmm. Him and Sharon Hall have, have have shared time there. And Conover is has taken the the you know the the his fair share of those. My hope would be that he's well prepared and ready to rock and roll. That's that's what I would hope for. I don't know that that's that that's the case. Yeah. I, I I really don't know. Look at that. The contractor is already here. So okay, update on that really quick. Update on that. Real the deck is pretty much done. It's going pretty well. I mean, um, because I I like the way it looks. I think it's turned out great. Oh, it's turned out really well. Um, the deck is the hot tub deck is done. Mm-hmm. So this week they pour or last Thursday they poured footings. Right. Monday they showed up, tore off the old deck, um, built the framework for the new deck. Tuesday they um they started putting uh, the the new decking on yesterday they finished that and then put put some of the railing on but they ran out of required pieces so they put like some of the facing on the outside of the deck and then they tore out uh, to my surprise they did landscaping they capped a sprinkler and after tearing out a huge bush um which i'm sure you know how to tear yeah, out a huge it's, bush. it's not an easy process but it you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do um and they it started raining so they um stored some plywood in our garage and today they're back to build the form for the concrete pad and yeah hopefully they have the rest of the railing if not i'm sure they'll put the railing in whatever. what about the steps because they don't have steps on it yet right steps on what on the the deck oh yeah they do oh they do yeah they're steeper than when the old ones yeah i can tell you that and we you definitely i think need a railing for snow and rain but for sure i think that the decks turned out great it's been an easy process they've actually communicated really well like it's it's been so really it seems good like today they're going to finish this thing up as far as they can that's what it's because if they're already here because you have cameras in the backyard you can see them yeah so if they're already here and it's 8 10 a.m in the morning I mean, that would signal to me that, you know, today is they're going to be here most of the day knocking stuff out. I don't think it, they only have to build a form for the concrete pad. So I don't think they'll be here long. Uh, the nine guy says, Jake, I agree. Trying to hit on a woman at the gym is like door to door sales. Yeah, no. Yeah, thanks. it's low cash, dude. Brylark says snow bunnies are the whole other level. They for sure going to take the V card, Jake. Yeah. OK, I'm telling you, that's where it's at. OK, that's where it's Dale at. Donut says if Conover lights it up, does the that complicate the QB situation for next season? No. If Jacob Conover comes in and dominates, he's the quarterback for the next three years. There's not even a conversation because that's what you want. That's your goal in college football is to have a guy that can be your starting, a stud quarterback for three years. Is that likely? I don't know. Ask me on Saturday afternoon about 5 o'clock because I think we're going to have a real good idea of what's happening going forward. Yeah. Either way, I would expect that I was told Tuesday that Baylor Romney's out. Um, I would not expect him to play with the concussion. I think Jaron Hall – um, has a, uh, I think there's a real good chance Jaron Hall dresses for Saturday and that Jacob Conover starts. That'd be my guess. We'll find out. Should probably play the music. Okay. Um, good job on the subscriptions today. This is amazing how many people are subscribing to the show. We got another one already? Yeah. Uh, um, 53 to go. As soon as we get to 2,500, the very next show, we will give away the Traeger Smoker and fly off into the sunset with that. 
Make sure you hit subscribe. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the show grow. Uh, Please like uh, all of our videos, every single one of them. Um, And then hit subscribe. Take a picture of your subscribe. Put it on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Tag SLC Supercars. I am the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.